In a world where some of the greatest motion pictures ever made are reaching their 30th anniversaries, one group of friends gathered together to pay tribute to these films. Pat Cantagallo. Dennis Matouche. John Reed. This time around, we're jumping forward to 2015 to take a look at the brand new James Bond movie, Spectre. You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. we are flashing forward a little bit to bring you a movie from now, from 2015. Um, we, in the last couple of days, have all seen, well, the three of us that are here, we've all seen uh, James Bond's Spectre, the newest James Bond movie, um, and I have Dennis and Pat with me, and we just saw it, actually, Pat, you saw it last night. Yes. You saw it with Jason last night. Yes. And Pat, or Dennis and I just got out of the theater like 20 minutes ago, a half hour ago. Yep. So, some of this is just completely fresh. We haven't had a whole lot of time to digest things and, and you know, look into stuff a little deeper, but um, we are we are actually absolutely going to be giving away the story, so if you've not seen the movie yet, pause this, stop listening, go see the movie, and then come back and listen, because we will give things away. We're not going to, we're not going to beat around the bush here. We're so. unabashedly spoiling. Absolutely. All right. So, a couple things about Spectre and the information I do have since it just came out. I don't have all of it, but we'll give this a go. So, Spectre was released a couple of days ago on November 6, 2015, rated PG-13, directed by Sam Mendez, um, who directed American Beauty, Road to Perdition, Jarhead, and Skyfall. Uh, produced by a whole slew of people, including Barbara Broccoli, uh, Daniel Craig, Michael G. Wilson. Written by John Logan, who also wrote Gladiator and The Last Samurai. Uh, also written by Neil Purvis, who wrote a whole bunch of the other Bond movies. Music by Thomas Newman. He also did Shawshank Redemption, Wally, and Skyfall. The budget for this movie is an estimated $300 million, though I think I heard a few other places it's closer to like three fifty or higher. Um, the box office, what I was able to look up as of today, the box office has reached $296 million. Um, so in these first couple of days, they've <laughs> almost made back whatever their budget was. Starring Daniel Craig as James Bond, we've seen him in movies such as Layer Cake, Munich, and the last three Bond movies. Christoph Waltz as Oberhauser, or Blofeld, um, was in Django Unchained and Inglorious Bastards. Uh, Leia, is it Leia or Leia? Sedu is Madeline Swan. She was in the Grand Budapest Hotel, Inglorious Bastards, and Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. Uh, Ralph Fiennes as M, which does not stand for Moron. Uh, but we'll talk about that later. He was in The English Patient, Schindler's List, and some of the Harry Potter movies. Um, Pat, would you like to tell us a little bit about Monica Bellucci? Well, Monica Bellucci had a small part in this uh, movie, and I know her as she's been in Brotherhood of the Wolf, Tears of the Sun, Matrix Reloaded, Matrix Revolutions. That's where I know her She from. was Jesus' mom in The Passion of the Christ. Does that ruin anything for you? I, I, I never saw that movie, okay. and I, I so I can't... I can't uh, okay. Comment she was also in Shoot 'em Up, didn't you? Haven't you seen that movie? Don't I you? have not. That's come okay. highly recommended by okay. everybody on the podcast. Like, really, okay. Pat? You haven't seen Shoot 'em Up? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and her character in this one was Lucia. 
Ben Wishaw played Q. He was also in Layer Cake and Cloud Atlas in a movie called I'm Not There. Uh, Naomi Harris as Money Penny in 28 Days Later and Pirates of the Caribbean. Dave Bautista as Hinks. He was in Guardians of the Galaxy and is a WWE wrestler. Was also in the movie Riddick. Rotten Tomatoes. The critics, I looked this up last week um, before the movie had come out. The critics were giving it a 77%. As of today, they give it a 63%. So that's gone down quite a bit. The audiences, as of today, have given it a 71%. So I'm taking this summary because we haven't seen it. So I'm taking this summary from IMDb. A cryptic message from Bond's past sends him on a trail to uncover a sinister organization. While M battles political forces to keep the Secret Service alive, Bond peels back the layers of deceit to reveal the terrible truth behind Spectre. This organization, do you know what it's called? Its name is Spectre. Look around you, James. Everything you believed in. A ruin. Why did you come? I came here to kill you. You came here to die. Well, it's all a matter of perspective. And the only things I was able to kind of pull up before going into all this is apparently the budget got out of control. Uh, in those leaked Sony emails that happened earlier this year, uh, it was estimated that it was around $350 million. I guess originally it was supposed to be $250 million, and it just kind of went crazy. So they are saying it is possibly the most expensive uh, movie ever made. Um, and I believe I also read somewhere that Mexico paid Sony to ensure that they were not negatively portrayed in the movie during that Day of the Dead scene. Apparently there was a whole kind of subplot with corruption in the Mexican government and one in assassinating a Mexican government official, and they were going to give Sony tax breaks, but only if Sony got rid of some of that stuff from the story and portrayed only the more affluent parts of Mexico City and made sure that they looked good mm. in the movie. So, um, I know there's all kinds of other stuff out there, but that's... All we got because this is brand new. So, um, so we can just kind of get into general stuff on on how you like the movie. Um, but I have I have a couple of questions. I, I figured we could kind of take a look at here. Um, let me start off with this one because this kind of goes into talking about how you how you enjoyed the movie or did not enjoy the movie, as the case may be. So people went nuts for Skyfall. You kind of feel like that was a big deal. People, I, I kept hearing people say this is the best James Bond movie that's ever been made. Um, how does Spectre compare with Skyfall? And you could even go and say, compare with the other Daniel Craig Bond movies. Go ahead. Yes. You go first. Oh, oh yeah, that's so it. Says, so I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Dennis is eating dinner. Yeah, that's what most of the things... Yeah, all right. <laughs> okay. So how do you feel about Monica Lucci? Yeah, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so there... Uh, Skyfall is one of my, and I said this before, Skyfall is, is on my top 
five movies of all time. You know, so I I really enjoyed uh, I really enjoyed Skyfall. This one, um, I, um, I I don't I, I still I mean I still I still think Skyfall is a pretty amazing movie. Um, this one I, I I wouldn't have to compare it. You know, I wouldn't say this one's uh, better than Skyfall. I really enjoyed this movie though. I mean, I, I, you know, you always hear well a lot of people saying, well, the critics didn't think it was as good, and the critics, but uh, I, I, I thought it was a pretty awesome movie. I mean, I was I was entertained entertained all the way through. Um, I know that they were asking for, you know, some people said, okay, well, is he done with the franchise? Have they already, um, you know, do they have to? Ch- they maybe need to change it up. Maybe it's getting a little long in the tooth, and they need to get something different. And it's kind of like, well, I. Uh, I don't know if I really want much different. I mean, I like watching James Bond beat up the bad guys. I like seeing him get out of tight situations. I, you know, I love seeing the gunfights, the car chases, and, and the whole thing. And this, and this movie delivered. And I know you, you told me early, earlier this week about the, the whole budget. And as I was watching it, I couldn't help but think, yeah, okay, I can see where they chew up a good, pretty good amount of money uh, making this movie. Um, but yeah, I, I was entertained all the way through. I thought that, is it Christoph Waltz? Mm-hmm. I totally forget his name. I, I've, I've just recently seen him in a whole bunch of movies. I mean, I saw him in Django Unchained and Glorious Bastards and a couple other things, and I, I was so excited that he was in this movie, and I thought he nailed the Blofeld role. I really uh, just, that whole, seeing that whole Spectre thing come back, bring that, seeing them bring that back to life um, was, uh, was pretty awesome. I, I saw some pretty creative nods to some of the old Bond movies, like The Train Fight, um, where, you know, reminded me of uh, Roger Moore fighting Jaws. Um, Spider level. Yeah, and where, you know, he, this guy was just beating him up and, you know, he, he couldn't do it. And then finally he, like, gets him off the train, you know, somehow he kicks him through the door or there's something. Yeah, the rope right around the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His barrels were flying. Wait, out they didn't do that in Spider Lovely. No, 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 no. Right. No, you mean, no, you mean yeah. Yeah, 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 back then, okay, I mean, yeah. you know, Roger Moore, you know, it wasn't like a, a fair fight. And so and then this one they did it. And then. The, when they go back into there were a couple times because we just recently watched a view to a kill. There's a couple times I'm watching this movie going, <laughs> I'd like to see Roger Moore try some of these stunts. So, right, I mean, right. Not that, not that he would be doing the stunts, but no. Um, when they went in MI6, I might be way off on this, but I, I was thought of the man with the golden gun. Like I thought of that whole like construct. Like, yeah, when there's all the, like the hall of mirrors. Yeah, the hall. Yeah. You know all those things. You know he's he's working his way through a building. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. So so yeah, I I really enjoyed the movie, and I'm I uh, I know that you were asking before the the Monica Bellucci's you know lack of a, a major screen time. screen time in it. You know what? That really didn't affect me, and I almost kind of expected it because I was I was reading a little bit for the movie. They said that it was someone's widow that you know, so I kind of figured okay, she's probably going to have a little bit of a smaller role in it, especially because the other one she's on all the posters. Yeah, you know, and I'm. Yeah, that was fine, man. It was <laughs> like I said, I'm a, I'm a fan, so it was fun watching her on screen. It was all good. Um, I, I car chase or Monica Bellucci, which one ranks higher in the movie? In any movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. How about how about if she's driving the car? <laughs> that makes it. Um, I will say, uh, uh, as far as you brought the car chase up, if I'm going on, I mean, I don't want to be like hogging the microphone, but I've been, you know. Uh, so a lot, of, a lot of eye candy of those car chases. I, you took the words right out of my mouth when they walked in the parking lot uh, of the Spectre. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man, none of those people try to travel like low profile. I mean, there was some really nice cars in there. And I heard 
that Aston Martin made these, this car, like 10 of these cars, especially for the movie. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I got uh, that too. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'll, I'll come up for air. I mean, this is all like stream of conscious just having seen it 24 hours ago. Should we just have him rank them? Yeah, go for it. Do a quick rank at the end. Just boom, boom, boom. The four, the four Daniel Craig movies. The four Daniel Craig movies. movies. Um, What's number one, two, three, four? Okay, Skyfall, Casino Royale, this, and um, Quantum of Solace. Yeah. But it's, I, I gotta be honest, it's, um, that's a, that's my solid ranking, but it's, for me, it's not like, you know, I'd say Skyfall is way the heck up there, but I mean, it's it's a tight grouping. Because there's pieces of each movie that I like. This one did have some things that were like, eh, but we can get into that. I'll come up for air. I'll let someone else talk. Sorry about that. <laughs> you going there? Well, you're choking over this. <laughs> yeah, you're choking with it. Uh, I would probably rank these in the same order you just did. Because you said Casino Royale. No, Skyfall. I, Skyfall. I Sky, Casino Royale. Oh, did you say Skyfall Sky first? first? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, forget it then. Well, you're totally wrong. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, you're totally wrong. He's going to have um, What's that? The same ranking you do? Okay. Casino Royale. All, I mean, definitely, that, that one to me is way above and beyond all the other ones. Then Skyfall. Then this one. Then Quantum of whatever. Because I don't know that I ever even sat through the whole... I think I rented it one, one time from the library, and I started to watch it, and I just... I don't know. I, most James Bond movies will grab me, and I'll at least sit there and watch it for the action. But just, I don't know, something about the, the Quantum of Solace movie... I, it, and I think it came out. What year did that one come out? It was probably during a year when when we were having one of the kids and yeah, didn't see movies eight. that year. Which one was it? Because when uh, they came out, it was. Well, it had to be. That's probably like two thousand ten, eight or ten. Okay, that's probably ten because that's when Nora was born. Yeah. Okay, so that's probably what it was. But I remember wanting. I remember wanting to go see it, but I never did see it in the theaters, and it just it took me forever to see it on video. And then when I did see it on video, I I might have been. Distracted while I was watching it, not really paying that much attention. One of those things where you've got the movie on, but you're yeah, yeah. not totally invested in it. So I don't know that I've seen that one all the way through. So that one always is going to rank last for me. But for me, it'd be Casino Royale, Skyfall, um, Spectre, and then Quantum of Solace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That would be that's, 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 Yeah, you stole my rankings. That's right. There's actually two. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one is definitely like out for number three. I think the other two would. And I don't know if it's the buildup because we heard about the budget, we heard about everything else, and sometimes that maybe I'll digest it more. But like I said, there's a few parts in the movie that made me go. I think it had to do all with the the relationship with that with um, with um, Madeline. Mm-hmm. Something about who? What man? Madeline, the blonde girl. Blonde. Oh, okay. Yeah, Doctor Swan. Yeah. Okay. All he sees is Monica. Anyway, there were other girls. There were other women in this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is it just the way? I don't know if it was the way. It's not. I don't have a problem with that actual. Even the the chemistry. It wasn't written in well. Where it just seemed like all of a sudden it's like, boom! I'm here to protect it. I just I don't know. There's something about it. It was like, oh, I love you. You We even we we even talked about this in the theater. That that Lynn character had much more of a connection, which made that one so much more painful when it happened. Well, and even and the, the really mentions, like felt like this. Well, and even the mentions of Vesper Lynn in this movie, yes. the way he reacted when he saw that videotape, and, and he like back the one that said like Vesper Lynn interrogation. Yes, um, which, and, she, and she asked, she's like, "Who's who's that?" Is that and he's like, and yeah. he's like, "Nope, not gonna talk yeah. about it." Yeah, you know, and that one, and I think that's why I like Casino Royale more than all these other ones because that was the one that like it, I think it hit everything perfectly. Yeah, and, and I this think one, it was you and I were cool, and yeah. like it just was written right it was you were right there with them as those two and then when she yeah 
And because of the relationship in this one seeming either too fast or just a little weird, yeah. Dennis and I both commented at the end of the movie, we're like, you know what? I almost thought they were going to go for a twist and say that she was Blofeld. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought I would have been house because, in the building that yeah. he was eventually going to find her. Yeah. That how did what's the name escape the big explosion? Right. Kind of thinking that, like, you know, so there's a total believable chance that he's dead. And now we're just moving on, it's gonna end up being her. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought they're over. Because and I know you said you you really liked Christoph Waltz as Blofeld. I did. I thought he was kind of a weak villain. Really? Like I, I didn't care for him. Looking at that, I was going, okay, well if they're not gonna do some kind of a crazy twist and have the girl end up being Blofeld, then this guy, to me, is not as strong a villain as Javier Bardem was in Skyfall. Okay. He's, he's seen much... If Blofeld's supposed to be this, like, the ultimate Bond nemesis that mm-hmm. everybody has kind of built it up to be, then, to me, Javier Bardem, of course, and he had more screen time, and I think he was just much more of a devious, deviant kind of villain. Mm-hmm. That, to me, was a better... If you want somebody to be the, the ultimate Bond nemesis that'll keep coming back and keep coming with, you know brand new ways to try to, to kill Bond or ruin mm-hmm. his life or whatever, that one to me, that he was a better villain. Yeah. And I don't know if it was, and I, I kind of gave, not, I, not, I that I didn't, not that I didn't like Christoph Waltz. I, I, thought I, did, I, love I thought he did a Waltz, decent job. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, and I, I think that he did good with what they gave him. I think it wasn't written as strong and they could <laughs> use better lines oh, yeah. with him and it could have made him more, what he does, I think he's creepy enough to where when he plays that role that he can't have that Diabolical sort of mind, and but I think the writing that they gave him, and they just sit by the thing. Well, because it was the it was the lines from the trailer. It was the you know that somehow magically he knows that James Bond is in that room with the rest of them. He's like, it's it's nice that you're here, James, and all of a sudden you're like, whoa, how does he know that? That's and then then the other and then the other lines from the previous, like I am the author of all your pain. I'm like, oh, that's a that's a great line. But then in the rest of the, the, movie, the rest of the scene, it wasn't, wasn't even on the screen that much. Right. They didn't even give enough screen time, I think, as well. It felt like, you know, Monica Bellucci and him were about the same amount right. of time. Mm-hmm. That's almost what it seemed like. Um, I didn't see all the previews. Like, I didn't, I've, I've been intentionally trying to not watch a lot mm-hmm. of trailers lately of movies I'm really excited about seeing, just because they tend to kind of, you, you see them so many times you ruin. It seems like, you, yeah. like it wears off. So I didn't see that line. So that line when he, you know, the whole... Turning and saying, "James, you know that was good for him because I, I hadn't seen. I hadn't seen the. I, hadn't seen the I had, not, had not like, and I watched. Maybe I watched the wrong previews. Maybe so I locked it out. But in that, when that scene hit in the movie, just like, oh, that and Bond's realizing it too. That's like, I mean, I'll be, I'll be quite honest. Like, I, I, I haven't watched a movie recently that has had a scene like that where I really get. I mean, at that point, I got really sucked into the movie. And I mean, I, I yeah. get what you guys are, you know, saying about well, this, but like, it had that scene where I was like. Holy cow! What's what's gonna like? And my whoa, point is, I think they whoa. could have done more though. They could have done yeah. more with him. Like they had a good start with him, and then he got like I said. I agree. I think that he got a little weaker. And the, but again, it wasn't Chris. It wasn't the actor's fault. It was the part they wrote. Was the screen they, time? They, the, the screen dialogue. time and the, the dialogue and the action and everything else. They could have made him even even better. Because you know? to me, he just wasn't. He wasn't as menacing no. as Javier Bardem was. No, and he's not going to necessarily be because of just he could be. He's not. He's not this big built guy. Yeah. I mean, even just the, the, the like the clothes with the you know the sandals, the shoes with no. It just there was a certain weird creepiness about him that he could portray, but they didn't give him enough to work yeah. with. And the whole end it was, and Jason mentioned this like too. Anti, you know, like big menacing villain. Right. It's almost like this, just this. 
guy. Jason mentioned that too. Is he said, you know, I think that we got all the way to the end of the movie, and then all of a sudden, you know, he gets out of the building, he's in the boat, and that was cool, but that happened real quick, and then he's shooting a helicopter down with his pistol, mm-hmm. and it was like, and then all of a sudden, you know, he pulls back and does it. I mean, that ending, it was kind of like, these guys, we're already two and a half hours. We don't want this to be a three-hour movie. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but it's almost like, man, if, if, you know, if you're going to go that long and put that much in, you may as well just expand that and just give him, like what you were saying, yeah. give, put more out there. Because I feel like you could have cut back on some of the, uh, what was the guy's name, Mr. White, uh, Madeline Swan's father. Yeah. I feel like like some of that investigation stuff, you could have maybe pulled back on that, could have gotten yeah, into the Spectre stuff a little bit faster, and, yeah. and you'll maybe then you trade that for some more screen time with yeah. Christoph Waltz and Blofeld. In the original Bonds, though, you don't see Spectre, you don't see Blofeld, Spectre number one, that much, at least with Sean Connery. Now, in On Her Majesty's Secret Service, he plays more of a, um, he plays more of a role and I think he's got a lot more screen time in that one. And then I think um, the only other time he appears in like the Roger Moore one, Roger Moore drops him into a smokestack or something because he's, right, you know, beat up or whatever, and he picks him up with the helicopter. And, yeah. But and then that's it. But he doesn't. I don't think in the original Connery runs. I don't even. You really even see his face that much. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think so. But he's always kind of it's, you know, and it's it's the trade off. He's not. A big menacing, he's not, but he's always the guy that's just very calm and, you know. Well, and, and another thing with that character, and, and I, you know, even though I'm saying all this stuff, I did still enjoy the movie, mm-hmm. so I'm not, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the movie, but um, another thing about when they did the whole thing where they revealed, you know, he's like, that Oberhauser died in an avalanche with his father. I am, whatever his full name is, Blofeld. To me, it almost felt like the uh, Star Trek Into Darkness well, my name is really Khan. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, we all knew you were Blofeld. I mean, this is not really like a big, shocking reveal or anything. And it just kind of, I don't know if they wanted it to have some weight to it when he finally says, hey, my name is my name is Blofeld. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just sitting there going, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I kind of knew, even if they weren't going to give you that name, I, I knew that that was, yeah. you know, your character. And so it's, you know, it's not, yeah. It, yeah. it's not a big shock or a surprise or, or anything like that. Yeah. Now, you mentioned something about, and we both mentioned, but I just want to get your take on it. The relationship with Madeline. What was the creep? You said something a little creepy about her or something. There was just something kind of, it was just off. There was just something off about it, and I was trying to kind of put my finger on it, what, what was weird about it. I, I think particularly when you know, it might have been at the end when she said, when she was walking off the other direction, and she said, you know, I can't go back to that life, I, you know, and this is where I have to leave you, and then she turned around and walked away, I thought, oh, wait a minute, didn't they just have this big dramatic scene where she came up to him when he was in the chair and said, I love you, and all this other, like, this seems like it's she's turning really fast, like, yeah, and that's it's this it whole, I love you, fast, but then, but then all of a sudden, fast, and that's, it didn't, it seemed like a very superficial sort of just, Mm-hmm. Not a very deep connection. Where that's why I go back to the Vesper one. Right. It was believable. It was like you were right there. I mean, and, and I was thinking, is it the age difference between the two characters? But I'm like, Vesper, there was an age difference there, but that worked. You know, there's just something about that that worked. Her, she just, it did. It, 
And I like that because I loved her in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, she was right. Yeah, I loved, yeah, I loved her in that. It was, I think she's great, but I just think something about it was off. Like you said, it's hard to pinpoint exactly what it is, but there was something that didn't, the speed of the way things moved, and then just some of the lines and some of the actions just kind of didn't. What do we do next? Like at the end, like when they go off and they walk off, mm -hmm. I mean, if that was Vesper, if that would happen during that one, it was like you'd have been like, you just would feel great about right. it. And this one, I felt like, okay, that's nice, but like, don't be bad. You know, like, I don't see them, like, this is the person who can quit all this. Right. I guess maybe that's it right there. Yeah. I don't see that relationship as the one that wasn't built up or connected enough right. to where that's what would make him walk away from it. Mm -hmm. Where the Vesper, that one, he would have. Because they even had, they had that this. conversation on the train. It yeah. was the, you know, why did you choose this life? Yeah. Almost like trying to get him to question, why do you do this? And, and maybe a, you know, what would cause you to walk away yeah. from this type of life. And, and then they, it almost seems like they try to imply that at the end, that, you know, Hugh's like, well, I thought you were, I thought you were gone. Yeah. Like, yeah well, I came back for one thing. Yeah. Well, does he mean I thought you were gone as in you're leaving the double O program and you're, and you're out or you're just, okay. you're, you're just taking off a week and you're going to go hang out with yeah. Dr. Swan and, you know. I remember thinking that too, like when he was walking off, I was kind of like, I I was kind of questioning, are they making this like his goodbye? Yeah. Well, not really. Because I, I, I just, I think, well, like I think you said, it wasn't Craig invested in the, the... For Daniel Craig, you're saying it's his last one. Yeah. So it's some, uh, sort of a goodbye for that. Well, that's what, when I saw that in the credits, and it said it had the James Bond will return. And I thought they'd add like a, you know... Like, Did it but, say but that but in the credits? Craig will not, yeah. yeah. See, and we watched all the way through, they <laughs> flipped the lights on, there was no James yeah, Bond will return. Yeah, it said like James Bond will return. Okay. And then I jokingly said, but Daniel Craig will not. So, so here's first, another here's another question. First kind of, rumor came out that said he might still be. Home. Oh, that he might come back. Yeah, the well, first the producer went out. You never know until they, they actually. They must, have, they must have cut a big enough check. And, you know, yeah, and then and he actually like money, and you know, it doesn't matter yeah. what the rate with the with the reviews you can do if it makes enough money. Because he said there was an interview with him a while back, you know, a few weeks ago, a couple months ago, and I I want to say he got in some hot water for it because he made a comment almost word for word, and we mentioned this I think on the uh, View to a Kill episode. He said something like, I'd rather kill myself than play James Bond again. And so at that point, it's like, okay, well then, so what you're telling us is if you come back for another one, it's just for the paycheck. Yeah. And then, you it's know, do, if that's how you feel about, yeah, if, you if, you, if that's how you feel about your James Bond character, then do we want to see you As come back in yeah. another one? Because if you're not invested in it, you don't, and you don't love it, and you don't want to do it, then, yeah. Yeah. you know. So that kind of goes into another question I had. So if this is truly Daniel Craig's last outing as Bond, was this a fitting send-off for him? So we kind of, mm -hmm. we, we had mentioned that, you know, Roger Moore, we talked about View to a Kill a few weeks ago, and we mentioned that, you know, that was Roger Moore's last one. Um, probably not the best last one, um, but it was. So if this is Daniel Craig's last Bond movie, was this a good last Bond movie for him? Um, did they wrap up? Well, they, they wrap, wrap I, up for, okay, uh, for I, Daniel I'll Craig. First, I'll just say... It was an okay send-off. They did wrap up a lot of things with them, but it wasn't anything spectacular. It wasn't a spectacular one-out-with-a-home-run send-off. So it was just an okay... It was an entertaining movie. It was entertaining. It was good. It was okay, but it wasn't spectacular. So it doesn't mean that I'm saying... I, I, I would recommend go see the movie, people. Yeah. I'm just saying, if we want to... It didn't have that. It wasn't a home-run. It was like a double. Okay. I... Uh... I dug the movie. I liked it. I'm, you know, I know the quote that a lot of people say. Was, you, you, thought it was <laughs> great, you thought it was a great send off of Monica Lewis. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, that's not the question. <laughs> was, was, 
the question was, is it a fitting send-off for him? Because yeah, like right. I said, well, I like see, but, but here's the thing, though. Hold on, hold on. But it, I'm, I'm getting there. Is, God, is, I'm glad Jeff is not here. Trying to fill Jeff today. Yeah, yeah. Um, I hate it when mom and dad. Well, but here's the, but here's the, the, the thing. What is a fitting send-off? Because in, in, I was listening to how, because I'm like, I was listening to how you answered the question because I could see the question is going two ways. Is it a fitting send-off in that they had something in the film itself that kind of said, okay, we're saying goodbye to Daniel Craig? Well, then I would say no, but I don't think any of the movies that I recall really had a goodbye for, you know, any one of the, any one of the characters. I mean, I don't think Sean Connery's last one, they just kind of switched gears. I mean, you know... On Her Majesty's Secret Service had something where, I mean, and that was the one and only time they had, um, what's his name is Bond. Yeah, George and, Lazenby. Yeah, yeah, and that had something at the end of that one. Wait, am I going to be spoiling? I don't know if you've seen it. Have you seen it? Right? Okay. Like, it's like 40 years old, spoiler. Okay, <laughs> but I mean, they had something at the end where there was a woman he fell in love with, right. and that was almost similar to Casino Royale. And get she got, they got married, yeah. and then he was pulled out, and he was done, and then... Um, and then uh, Blofeld assassinated, you know, assassinated his his wife. Yeah. So I mean, that had this dramatic. So in answer to that question, if we're looking at the movie as, is there something in that movie that was like, okay, this is a goodbye and thank you to Daniel Craig? I I don't think they've ever done that with Bond. And that's I mean, they just kind of. And I guess they see, I, I thought they totally did that with this one. Okay, and then and then, in in if you're saying, is this movie like? And that's what I was going on. Out of the four, was this like the good sign? Was, it was this like, hey, this is his best one ever? And, yeah, and, I, yeah. and that was the question I started to answer because it was like, I, I, I thought Skyfall was amazing. I mean, I thought that one, if you were going to go out on your absolute eight, I, I thought it would have been Skyfall. Right. But I thought this, but that's what, where I started to go off on a tangent. See, I, I, would, I would say I wouldn't use Skyfall as the send-off because Skyfall is where, at the end, you finally get back to well. Here's the James Bond stuff we know. Mm-hmm. We, we got money behind. We've got we've learned a little bit about James's background. Okay, well now that I know more about his background with Skyfall and his family, and you know where his parents came from, where he came from, we're learning more about him personally than we've ever learned in any other James Bond movie. I feel like we're getting his backstory for the first time ever. To me, then Skyfall would not have been a good send off because then I'd be like, okay, now. Now we're really going to get going. So I, I think for me that I kind of assumed that when Skyfall ended and we were to the like classic James Bonds that like the leather doors and the, you know, all kinds of other stuff, and we've got M, we've got Money Penny, everything's kind of in its right place. Then to me it was like, okay, well now we're going to do at least like three more, two or three more movies with Daniel Craig because he's he's now like where he needs to be. We've set this up with um, with uh, Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, and now Skyfall. Boom, now that takes us into the rest of the James Bond stories that we're going to do mm-hmm. from here on out. Um, to me, to this one, this one to me was like they were trying, I could tell they were trying to wrap up the four movies that he had done. And because it was some of the things we talked about, it was this felt like, and, and you and I talked about this, Dennis, when we were in the theater, um, this felt like they took every James Bond movie that's ever been made and they said, okay, let's pull something from every James Bond movie and we're going to throw it into this one and just make this the, you know, the, the, the one big massive, you know, we're going to call it Spectre because it's going to be that, you know, that organization that was always his nemesis. But I mean, it had the, you had an airplane chase, you had a helicopter chase, you had a, like the Jaws uh, guy. You, right, you had like the Jaws guy with Hinks, the, um, 
uh, Dave Bautista character, you had uh, the evil organization, you had the car chase, you had the gadgets, you had the uh, you had the train fight. Um, I'm probably missing something. Did they fight on a blimp on a, on a bridge somewhere? Um, bridge. I, I walked out, there was boat chase. I mean, I walked out to get popcorn, so they could have been on the Golden Gate Bridge. Um, but it kind of felt like they grabbed something from every James Bond movie and said, all right, we're going to, let's throw it in this movie. And we're going to make this like the ultimate build-up to the ultimate ending for James Bond. And if Daniel Craig leaves, then we've wrapped up his story. And now we can, I don't know, reboot it or continue it with a brand new James Bond. So to me, I, I felt like they were trying to wrap up the Daniel Craig. Whereas, as you mentioned, they've never done that before. It was just, okay, well, you know, uh, so-and-so was yeah. James Bond last time. Now we got a new guy. We're not... You ending know, the story, we're not wrapping anything up. You know, now it was it was Roger Moore. Now it's Timothy Dalton. Right. Okay, it was Timothy Dalton. Now it's Pierce Brosnan. See, to Die Another Day, I think did that with Pierce Brosnan. Where they, I mean, I don't know if they did it as effectively as mm -hmm. what they did. But you know, now that you're mentioning it, I think that was the one. Didn't he go into some room and they had all the old James Bond memorabilia in there? And he was talking to whoever the Q was for that. I think it was John Cleese played Q yeah. right mm -hmm. at the end of that. And or in, R, I think was his name. Okay. And they, something like that. Yeah, it was something. And they walked in and they had the um, the helicopter that he set up on You Only Live Twice. Mm -hmm. It had the shoe with the knife and he did the, where he, I'm doing yeah. on the radio, but he smelled the shoe. He did the same thing that uh, Connery did. And I want to say that in that one, they kind of did that too. Maybe not all the Maybe scenes, the but there was a thing where they, you know. Similar. They have it, yeah. Right. But if you, but in the interview with Pierce Brosnan, he didn't know he was done with Bond. Right. And he was kind of, the way it seemed, now it might have been, you know, they might have been giving him the 60 Minutes treatment, but I mean, the way it seemed was Pierce Brosnan was not quite happy that he was done with Bond, and he was a little miffed that they brought someone else in. So, I mean, you know, I, to say, well, they were clearly wrapping up Pierce Brosnan, well, they didn't let Pierce know when he was filming those right. scenes. So, anyways, off on a tangent. Yeah, good sense. <laughs> if there was some way you can go back in time and and you put this character, the, the girl character, in the one who gets killed, where he gets close to somebody, he's thinking about mm -hmm. ending, and she ends up getting killed. And then you take Vesper, and you put her into this final movie, and he goes off with Vesper. Boom, there's your home run. Oh. Sorry. Yeah, because I really just like Vesper. <laughs> now, what if Vesper was played by Monica Bellucci? <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> there it is. There it is. Yes. 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 But, there's, but then let me, uh, let me throw this question out there. It. It is and this is something that when Tammy and I were talking about it, and she never really watched James Bond movies. We first got married. I said, "You've never seen a Bond? Well, I've probably seen it, but I said, but you've never like sat and watched Bond? No." So we start watching it. She says, "Well, wait a minute. He's been a spy since the '60s. Yeah. Well, he doesn't age. Well, it, it's kind of it, that's not the that's not the way that they uh, that's not the way they do it. Well." Dennis is messing with the I was, watch. I was going to say, are you saying the clock to blow us off? I was going to say, yeah, you know. Um, time flies. The, um, uh, but, but she was like, well, wait a minute. How, how does this work? Like, it starts, I said, no, it's just they get a new James Bond, and it's just another series of missions, and they kind of have different things, but it's not supposed to be consecutive. So, oh, well, so if they had wrapped it, I mean, then you got to be careful because, you know, there's... Do you know what I'm trying to get at? Like, yeah. if you do wrap it up where he does go off into the sunset and he is married and that's it, well, suddenly you're breaking that thing that's been going for the last 40 years where, you know, each movie kind of ends in its own way, but, you know, James Bond will return. He'll be on a mission. There'll probably yeah. be another girl. There'll be, yeah. you know, it'll follow a certain story arc based on who's in it at the time, but... 
So, real quick, favorite scene. The first thing I think. I gotta admit, I did like the opening sequence where they're walking. It was the day of the day shot. And stuff. Yeah, the day of the dead through and the way he moved, and then he's going across the roof. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's up to that point where he then shoots. I, I did like the because I figured they were in front of him, but then at some point they go above him. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting there. Like, what do you that? Like drones. Yeah, but was it a drone the whole time? Was it you know what I'm, that's what I'm yeah. saying? Was it yeah, yeah. from the beginning? Or or is there a part where they split it and they hit it? And we don't yeah. know that they split cut. I'm like. That was a cool. I decided I did like the flow of that beginning where it's like all of a sudden the guy walks by and all of a sudden he turns and we pick him up. A little bit of it was a little bit like Dark Knight mm-hmm. with the, where they're doing the whole it didn't have all the cuts, but the, the way they introduced the Joker and kind of he's got that where holding the mask and puts it on and shooting the following. Right? I like the, the pacing of that scene. Um, otherwise, I mean, maybe it would be the I mean, trying to think of the. But that, that I would uh, right off the bat, I'm just gonna say that one for the cinematography. I have to think about the actual action sequence that I like. Well, see, it might be the watch, but and every time, every location they go to, I was thinking of James Bond movie as being like the ultimate tourism film. Yeah, because they make everywhere look beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. If they're out in the desert and it's completely yeah, dry, they have a way of making it look beautiful. And the whole Day of the Dead thing at yeah. the beginning. Yeah, they blew up the you know the it might be the watch or they blew up the the, the old fucking you know, place. The building when it mm-hmm. fell on him? No, not the building when it fell. The, the other MI6, the yeah. MI6 yes. headquarters. Yeah. Which was kind of awesome because we were um, we were in a theater that had like speakers and subwoofers built yeah. into the seats. Mm-hmm. So every time there was an explosion or something, like, you, you actually hear yeah. individual seats shook. And yeah. It was pretty cool. Well, and Jason and I were talking last night. I don't know if we were in a theater that had that stuff built in, but they had that thing cranked up so much that it, <laughs> that it, was, it was shaking. <laughs> Things yeah. were moving, but yeah. Yeah, things were right. I know we're doing best. I'm just going to throw this in because I probably forget about it later. But I'm going to go with some of the worst scenes that are just worst ones. For me, it was I hate when I catch myself like asking questions because then I'm, I'm out of the experience. You know, when you're in the movie, you're in the story. And there was a couple times it comes back to that relationship with him and the girl, Madeline. And it was like as they're coming out, and they're always, they're on the train, and then she comes out with this new dress, and he's got the nice white top. And I'm just thinking, like, when the hell did you have time to pack that? Like, what's in the where, where's the luggage? Like, where did you get on the run? We're, you're on the run you're going we're preparing for a nice night on the train I just like I don't. when I stop to think about that yeah. it means that for a minute I'm not believing the chemistry that's on there or whatever something like that you know so when I started thinking of that like when they get out and they have this bag I'm like okay so in that little bag you had to bring the one tux like you are being chased by there's no weapon I mean where's the weapons where's the whole rugged yeah maybe but that's that's one of those things that like at one point I'm just sitting there going how do you just keep pulling on the new dress and yeah. keep pulling out that like all that's going on and this is your priority? Like, hey, look at me. You know, just, yeah. Anyway. Okay, so your favorite scene was with Monica Bellucci. <laughs> it was uh, uh, another I'll say, one, Monica Bellucci, uh, and then there was another one. Yeah, I will, and I will say, and and this is the this is the joke that I've had in my head ever since that scene. Um, when I help people with the technology stuff and trying to get things working here, <laughs> yeah, we have mirroring problems all the time. That's a totally different kind of mirroring. Yeah, and I've never helped anybody with before. Okay, but you know, see, I'm talking. Yeah, about I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but it's not, I never helped anybody with that kind of mirror. I was, I was gonna say, man, that's like a, that's like. But well, if they want it, that, there it is. There, man, you're, you're available. Full, for full, full service tech department. Yeah, I um. Well, and it's funny that you, you service you anytime you want. That's uh, 
it's it's funny when and when you describe like seeing a movie that you can be totally wrapped up in the movie and into the moment. And it's funny because I and and maybe it's it's my father's influence, but there are very few movies that I can watch where I'm not sitting there saying. I wonder why that's not working. Okay, well, that's like, you know, he got seven shots out of the six-shot revolver. That's not going to happen like that. That's, that's not, what, what, are you kidding me? Why are the keys in the boat? Like, I, I, that's one of the problems, and it, it drives people that I watch movies with nuts, but I mean, it's like, I'll just call shenanigans. I hope that helicopter's fueled. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and I'll just go through, and so for me, that one scene when Blofeld looks up at him, I, that was one of the, like, and it's rare, it's rare, but I mean, and that's where I'm just like, this movie's awesome, because I immediately, I was like, completely sucked in that movie, and I, I literally, I looked down, I'm like, oh my god, I got goosebumps, that rarely happens in movies, and I love movies, but it's just like, holy buckets, how's he gonna get out of this thing, and then the next thing, he's jumping out the window, yeah, oh my gosh. And I might, and I might go with that, because again, I did not see any of the previews where I saw that scene, so that was a much more effective scene, because he was a little crazy, and all of a sudden he's just talking about it, he's not even looking at me, and then you're waiting for him to look up. He does the look up. It was just it had enough creepiness in there. Where it was just... Christoph Waltz, I, like yeah. I said, what you were saying before, where he kind of did the best with the material. With what he was given, and it was uh, it was like uh, and, and it was just like holy cow! Yeah, but it was Bond's reaction yeah. too. They worked the chemistry. Bond wasn't like oh, this was like holy crap, and it wasn't oh, like right away. It wasn't like boom, he knows right away. It was like he was just like hey oh yeah. It's like I wonder how many other guys. Her name James. Her name James. Do I do I run yet? Oh me. You mean, nobody's looking at me. It's, it's like the yeah. night at the Roxbury thing. Me? Yeah. Me? Yeah. Wait, you mean me? Yeah. And then he's out there. And so I think the, the, the exchange there was James. Yeah. Are you James? <laughs> yeah. So I would say, you it's know, good, that was... Good choice. Yeah, yeah. Geez. Uh, or anything with Monica Bellucci. <laughs> no. Now, the one part I thought you would really like, because it reminded me of Commando, was when he's in the airplane... Yeah, and he's got to time it just right to run that area. The yeah. airplane's out of control, but he's got to time it just right to run that car off the road. And right. I'm thinking the opening scene in Commando, right. where he's in the truck and it's out of control going down the hill, <laughs> yeah. and he's trying to slam and it into the other cars. He times it just right. I thought, when I saw that scene and they crashed into the cars at just the right time, I'm like, you know what? Pat's going to stand up at the yeah. theater and just go, that was awesome! There it is! That's awesome! Well, Commando! I, um, I really, and I almost, yeah, yeah. So, this, but the, um, Car ejection seat was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Well, see, that was mine. It was the car chase. Oh, sorry. I, I love the car chase. Yeah. And, that, and the whole where he's flipping the switches, and it's, you know, he's like, atmosphere. And he's like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's yeah. the music for 009. <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah. And it's yeah. the, uh, what, what the other one was? It, was, one was um, it wasn't loaded yet. The gun wasn't yeah, the gun, loaded. Yeah, the gun, man. It was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, the word was yeah, it was like rear, uh, backfire. Backfire, was the, backfire, was the switch. Yeah. 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 But I don't know, the car chase. and then Because the car chase had some of those little, you know, because... These movies aren't humorous in the way that, like, the Roger Moore ones were, and, and but it had those funny moments where, like, he gets stuck behind the guy in the in the, like, the yeah. little Mini Cooper or the smart car or whatever it was, and you know he's like trying to get him out of the way, or he's trying to be yeah, in the back of him, and then when the guy hits, the airbag comes out, and the, yeah. so I liked it that it kind of mixed some of those funny pieces with, yeah. you know, it just a really cool car chase with the two. Yeah, sports cars. And, I, and I guess maybe because we were just talking at home about like Born Identity and the yeah. first time I woke up was going to have Hunter Ward for that. And, you know, those are completely serious. They don't have that little James Bondish humor. So when you go back to that, maybe I would, you know, and, and I can picture it being in the Roger Moore era maybe, but it was just like when they're, when they're skip through this, before they, they're almost dead on a train. She's gotten smacked. She's gotten, she got punched by a big guy 
And then all of a sudden it's like, what do we do next? Priorities. <laughs> Priorities. And then it's like, dude. And I'm just thinking, they have <laughs> Well, you know, you know what? You know what? You know what I, I, I didn't quite think "do do do." That music started playing. It started. There's music. You know what? There's a change from there, and it was just like, bam! Well, yeah, it was like, literally, yes, it was. Quite literally. Yeah. <laughs> well, when, when that happened, when that scene happened, I'm sitting there in the theater. I'm going, "Oh, please, just do the Alfred Hitchcock train through a tunnel scene." Because I just it, when you, I. Just that whole imagery of the train going into the hole. <laughs> but, I mean, Hitchcock would do that all the time. Like if yeah. there was, was that North by Northwest? And yeah. you see at the very end of the movie when they're about to yeah. enjoy each other's company. It has the enjoy train going into the yeah. tunnel. Because I'm like, there's no marks on them. That's when you start like, it's yeah. just, it's like she just got smacked hard by this, you know. But like, no one was really bleeding. There's not I'm a like, mark on me. I'm like, they yet. were fighting and there's like no blood. I think... And when they get kind of go gory on some, like with the eye, it's like I either feel like you can go make that more realistic, or well, because it was so realistic place. in Casino Royale. Yeah, like when he got beat up. Oh, holy crap! He he was, like, I mean, he, he was in the up. hospital. I yeah. mean, he, and uh, he was. And this one, he was like without a scratch almost the whole time. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. he's. Yeah. All right. Well, the last question I have is, how did you feel about? Because this has been gotten mixed reviews. Um, how'd you feel? Comment on the theme song for this one. The writings on the wall by Sam Smith. Forgettable. You wouldn't even let me finish. Yeah, because I when I was listening to it, angry about it. For, just forgettable. It's a forgettable song. I don't. I, I think of you know, for your eyes only. I think of Goldfinger. I think I could. Gold I could say exactly. I'm like, even even Aha with uh, with the, the um, is it the Living Daylights? Is no, it was. no. Um, oh, but maybe it was. It's Living Daylights. Right. Yeah, it might have been Aha. I think so, and then yeah. it was um, Duran. Duran had um, View to a Kill. View to a Kill. I'm like those. Like I, you walk out. Well, then you I, can, ah, well, I can just go really well, high right the, now. That's right. all I remember. But I mean, you had the Adele song that everybody went yes. nuts for for Skyfall, yes. and this one was now this flat, one. The and music, think, the music to the song, and kind of like the the feel of the song was James Bondish, but at the same time, I just I don't know, I didn't like the guy's voice. Yeah, no, it was too high. Well, then I was thinking, like, who's the girl saying that? Like, because at one point I really thought, and I know Sam Smith, but I'm like, I and see, I haven't listened to any of his other music, so I don't know what yeah, it sounds I've heard like. But the other big song, I, I knew it was going to be. But at first, I really thought they was going to go. Then I realized, wait, no, this is him just hitting the high yeah. notes still, and I'm like, yeah. But I think, like, could you even? I I can't even think of the chorus. No, I, I, I couldn't. I can't right think now. of the. I can't. I can't even. I got nothing. No, so I said forget that it. whole that whole opening credits part, just like the old ones. Yeah. Love those, like how they do all the imagery then with yeah. the octopus and the yeah, that all was that all good. Stuff. That, that was unforgettable. Cool. It was a, a very song. forgettable, uh, forgettable song. Yeah. I don't think that's gonna be a big hit. I don't think so. No, not like the Dell one. No. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for our Spectre discussion. Uh, join us next week when we will be taking a look at. Um, oddly enough, we had a Day of the Dead scene in this one, and next week we will be talking about the Day of the Dead movie from 1985. So join us again for that, and we will see you then. Bond. James Bond. Thanks again for joining us on the 30-something Movies Podcast. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can call us on our voicemail line, 872-35-MOVIE. That's 872-356-6843. You can visit our provider page, uh, the30podcast.podbean.com. Uh, on that page, you'll find a link that says Be My Patron, and that is if you would be interested in contributing to the show 
uh, supporting us. If you like what you're hearing, uh, just throw a dollar or so our way, and um, that'll help us offset some of the costs of doing the podcast. You can also reach us on Twitter at 30 podcast. That's at three zero podcast on Facebook. We are facebook.com slash 30 podcast. We've also expanded a couple of places that the podcast is offered. Uh, we of course are on iTunes. You can subscribe to us there and leave us uh, some feedback. We are now also on stitcher radio. So if you use stitcher to get your podcasts or if you haven't used them before, they're a great platform so you can give them a try. We are also on the Satchel podcast app. It is currently only available for Android devices, um, but it should be coming up with iOS devices. I know they're in beta right now, uh, so that should be coming up pretty soon as well. And again, you can always listen to us through the Podbean page as well. That's at the30podcast.podbean.com. Don't forget to join us next week when we will be talking Day of the Dead. Um, actually, that's going to be coming up in a few days. This one's getting released um, right after we saw Spectre. And our Day of the Dead episode will be coming up on Wednesday. That'll be Veterans Day for those of us in the United States. So again, thank you for joining us. And until next time. It was me, James. The author of all your pain.